The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast One MN. As she woke up and then began to talk, and they moved her from ICU so they could implant an ICD in her chest, a defibrillator, right by her heart. And before leaving the hospital, you may have guessed what she said. She said, we need to set some more goals. Inspiring. Inspiring. Empowering. Empowering. With the concepts shared by Eric Thurwinger, you can reach your goals and achieve greater results. Think Think great. great. Your pathway to success. Ready to get started? Hey everybody, this is Eric Thurwanger, and I want to welcome you to Think Great, your pathway to success. I appreciate you joining me on this historic first broadcast. I want to start by saying that this is not the Eric Thurwanger Show. This is not my podcast. It's yours. It is all about your pathway to success. In fact, your goals are the sole reason this show exists. I set the goal of hosting a podcast about a year ago. I never dreamed of being a business coach, a speaker, or an author, but now I share concepts every single day that help people to achieve greater results in their businesses and their lives. And there's not a single day that goes by that I do not hear a success story based on those ideas and strategies. There may be no greater feeling in the world than helping someone to experience a greater life, helping them on their own unique pathway to success. But I want to reach more people. I want to impact people around the world and start a wave of great thinkers, all committed to enhancing their lives and the lives of others in a remarkably positive way. So I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to have this opportunity to share powerful, life-changing concepts with you as we embark on this great journey together, as we take our first step on the path to new opportunities. I've had the privilege of working with thousands of business leaders, teams, and individuals, and I've discovered that we all have important goals. But we have different ideas about what goals constitute our success. In other words, what our results need to be. For some of us, it can be losing weight and becoming healthier. Maybe not becoming a champion athlete, but accomplishing the fitness goals that will allow you to enjoy a better life. For some of us, it could be eliminating debt, not becoming a millionaire, but to regain control of your financial household. For others, you may need to earn a promotion or start your dream business, not to become a Fortune 500 company or even a top executive, but to realize more of your dreams. Or perhaps some of you want to buy back time that you can spend with your family and your friends. You are the designer of your pathway, but together we're going to take the steps. Heading in a new direction can be challenging. So this podcast allows you to never be alone on your pathway. I'll be joining you for this remarkable journey. I'll share my military, my business, and my personal experiences to give you the edge you need. In addition, I'm going to have special guests, other business leaders, other thought leaders, many of whom are going to share their experiences of using the Think Great concepts to achieve greater results in their businesses and their lives. You're going to be exposed to new insights, new strategies, and new techniques all designed to move you toward the level of success you desire. I have a great purpose for this show, a big picture outcome. I want the think great message of unlimited possibilities to spread worldwide, to reach people who want to think great and begin their own unique journey. You are listening to this show for a reason, for a purpose. You have tuned in because you are ready for a transformational journey. But there's a difference between being ready and being prepared. We are all ready for greater results. But are we prepared to take the steps necessary to achieve them? Are we prepared to take the actions that will elevate every single thing we do? 
Your desire to achieve success is not something I take lightly. In fact, I have a goal for each show, for every episode, and that's to leave you with gold nuggets that will impact your life and that will support your personal transformation into a greater you. You know, I'm a big believer in the power of history. We are all shaped by the culmination of our experiences, the good ones and the bad ones, the fun ones and the challenging ones. As a speaker, I have found that the business and life-changing concepts I share are more readily embraced when the audience understands me, my story, my history, who I am and what my experiences are. So I wanted to share with you what brings me here today, my background, my journey, what transpired to lead us to this pathway to success. I really believe that my own pathway to success began in February of 1987. I was 17 years old and I was driving to a local military recruiting station in Pomona, California to learn more about serving our great nation. You know, one of my friends had already enlisted in the army. So I went with her to meet a recruiter and I remember stepping into his office. It actually housed all recruiters from all branches of armed services in that building. And the army recruiter stepped up to me. And he shared some brochures with me on all the benefits for joining the army, the VA loan, the GI bill, health benefits. I felt pretty lucky. I felt like I was going to get a lot of stuff. But as my friend talked to him, I walked across the hall to the Air Force office and I was greeted by their recruiter. Again, he shared brochures and benefits. And then the same thing happened when I walked caddy corner across the hall to the Navy recruiter. And then after a few minutes, I walked outside and I'm in the hallway. And there I was holding a stack of brochures and staring at the end of the hallway, there was one office left. I walked down the hall to the United States Marine Corps recruiting office. I stepped up to the door and looked in, but nobody greeted me. There was a Marine sitting at a desk and he looked up. He didn't say a word. And then he looked back down and began working on whatever he was working on before. I stood there for a moment. I was a little unsure of what to do. Then he looked up and he said, can I help you? I think I may have stammered just a little bit, got a little stuttered, but I finally got out what was on my mind. And I said, I, I want to find out more about joining the Marines. He instructed me to step into his office, which I did. And then he stood up and he looked at the brochures I was holding from all of the other branches. And this is what he said. He said, we have all of that stuff too. And he let me stand there for a moment. It was actually kind of a awkward situation. I didn't know what to say. So I just kept quiet. And then he said something dynamic, something powerful, something that hit me so hard. Something that let me know I was about to start a new journey. And this is what he said. Becoming a Marine is not about what you get. It's about who you become. I may have only been 17 years old, but I felt his words. I felt them deep down. I didn't even care what I got. All the benefits. I just wanted to be part of something. I wanted to be part of something special. I wanted to be part of something different. I wanted to be part of that team. And it was right there that my unique pathway was being laid out right in front of me. I wanted to become something more. I wanted a transformation. Fortunately, the Marines had a program for that. Within a week, I was at the Los Angeles MEPS, the Military Enlistment Processing Station. I had enlisted in the Marine Corps, and now I was on the delayed entry program. I just needed to graduate from high school, and I would begin my new journey. I raised my right hand, and I took an oath to this country to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And on August 24th, 1987, the first step on my pathway happened as I stepped off of the bus at the recruiting depot and I began the journey of transforming into a U.S. Marine. A boot camp was tough. There was no doubt about it. 
But as I was forged into a Marine, I was also developed as a leader. And 90 days later, I graduated boot camp and began my training as an air traffic controller. I would later be stationed at the busiest military airport in the world, Marine Corps Air Station, Yuma, Arizona. After four years and right after the first Gulf War ended, I was honorably discharged. Now, during each of these podcasts, I'm going to share the strategies and techniques I learned in the Marines and how I transitioned to the civilian and business world. For now, let me just tell you this. I left the Corps in 1991, but the Corps has never left me. Not a day goes by that I do not share a story, a leadership principle, or even a life lesson that I learned in that four-year journey. Hey everybody, it's Eric. I just wanted to share some great information with you. You can go to our website, www.thinkgreat90.com. Scroll down to the bottom and you can register for our Great Thought of the Week, a weekly inspirational message I send out to help you on your pathway to success. Now back to the podcast. As a civilian, I was on a new path. I was pursuing a career in the film industry. I remembered what my recruiter said. We have that stuff too. So I used one of my benefits, the GI Bill, and I went to college. You know, in high school, I didn't have the best grades, so I started at a community college in Southern California, Orange Coast College. In fact, I had only left the Marine Corps a couple weeks prior to starting my first class, so I was the only student at that college with a high and tight haircut, but I sure was focused on my goal of developing a career in that industry. In fact, I was so passionate that I was focused on achieving the greatest results possible in college. I looked at each class as orders, orders that I wanted to follow to the highest levels of success. So I started to tap into some of the techniques I learned in the core. I started to look at every class as a stepping stone to a four-year university, to a bigger goal that I could accomplish. I was disciplined and driven, but I was focusing on my bigger picture. You're going to hear that common theme on this pathway to success. What is your big picture? What is your greater purpose? And when I was in college, I was actually piecing together some of the foundational components of my future company, Think Great, but it would still be another 17 years until I launched it. Tapping into some of my habits and patterns from the Marine Corps, I completed my two-year degree in a year and eight months and actually became the valedictorian. I was even asked to be the graduation speaker. Again, I was no longer in the Marine Corps, but it was still in me, the culture, the commitment to excellence, the steps necessary for success. The next step in my pathway was to go to USC, the University of Southern California, to attend the top film school in the country. I began my studies there in the fall of 93. I was only out of the Marine Corps for two years. It was an incredible experience, almost surreal. What was I doing there? How did this even happen to me? But those foundational principles that would become Think Great were there. They were guiding me to my goals. So here I am, out of the Marine Corps, studying at a top university and about to enter the film industry. Life was good, but it was about to get great. In November of 1995, I met the girl of my dreams. Gina was a beam of positive energy, a down-to-earth, beautiful person, inside and out. She was sincere and genuine. We were a great fit. We became the best of friends. And soon after meeting her, I was offered a management position for a post-production facility in Santa Monica. They worked on movies, TV shows, and commercials. In fact, when I started working there, they were already doing the majority of the special effects shots for a little movie called Independence Day. It seemed like all the stars had aligned. Gina and I married in 1998, in fact, it was Halloween of 98. To say that my life was great would be a vast understatement. I couldn't have been happier. And as newlyweds, we started setting goals. We wanted to buy a house. We wanted to have children. We wanted to travel the world. I mean, it was an exciting time. Our pathway to success 
literally seemed to be paved out, and we were happily traveling down it. And then something unique happened. Have you ever set a goal, a life-changing goal, and then life threw you a curveball, made it tough to focus on that goal? Well, 10 months after we were married, we received that curveball. Gina had been feeling tired, just not herself. So she went in to see her doctor, and a few days later, she received a call that was going to change everything in our lives. She had been diagnosed with stage 3 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they told us it was very aggressive. Overnight, our pathway to success seemed more like a roller coaster ride, ups and downs. Everything was moving so fast at that point, it was literally hard to keep up with it all. We were so focused on surviving that we forgot about the goals we had set 10 months earlier. I left the film industry because I couldn't keep up with the commute. I needed to be closer to Gina as her caregiver. I took a position in the financial services industry. I was 100% commissioned sales. I knew nothing about sales or financial services. The only thing I did know is if I didn't sell, we didn't eat. Our lives changed rapidly. And right before Gina's first chemotherapy session was scheduled, we sat and talked about what could happen. We had to address the fact that she could die. She was 27 and I was 30. It wasn't a fun conversation. And I remember holding her hands, looking into her eyes. And I told her exactly what was on my heart, how I really felt. I told her that we're going to go from point A to point B together. No matter when or where point B is, I will be there for you. I suppose you could say I took another oath to Gina. I was 100% committed to going down this pathway with her. And I remember her nodding in agreement. I also said that we needed to go down this pathway with the best attitudes we could. That we would make the most of each day. And maybe, just maybe things happened for a reason. Maybe we could impact others someday. And let me just share this with you. Point A to point B has become one of the most important components in our lives. And in Think Great. It is the reason for this podcast. It is how I came up with the title for a pathway to success because we are going from point A to point B together to accomplish your goals, your deepest desires. So Gina's oncologist mapped out the next year of her treatments and they prepared me to be her caregiver. Each night I had to give her shots in the legs. I had to clean and flush the Hickman line, the tube sticking out of her chest where they would administer the chemo. And right before her first chemotherapy session, something happened. Another impactful moment in my life. I didn't even know it at the time, but it would become one of the most important discussions I have ever had. It would actually lead to the launch of our company, Think Great, almost eight years later. Right before they injected her with the chemo, her oncologist pulled me aside, and he asked me to do something for Gina. Of course, I said yes, even before I knew what it was. He said it would help her to fight back against the cancer and the brutal effects of her treatments. I waited for him to share it, but it seemed like an eternity. But he finally spoke, and he said this, I need you to keep her positive. I need you to keep her spirits high. Of course, I confidently said, I can do that. And then they gave her the chemo. And 30 minutes later, I got her back to our 864-square-foot apartment in Chino Hills, California, and she barely made it to the restroom as she got violently ill. After she was finished vomiting, I remember her looking up at me. and She says, I feel like I'm dying. But the words of her oncologist kept echoing in my head, keep her positive, keep her positive, keep her spirits high. But it wasn't as easy as I thought. It wasn't as confident as I once was. I didn't have anything positive or optimistic to say. I was actually at a loss for words, and all I could get out was, 
you'll be okay. I don't quite feel that was what our oncologist had in mind, but it was all I had at the time. And so they began seven cycles of chemotherapy. Two weeks of her feeling violently ill, fighting for her life, feeling like she was going to die. On the third week, she would start to feel better, and then they would hit her again. 21 weeks. And finally, on Valentine's Day, we went in for a checkup to find out the results of the chemotherapy. We were sure that it had shrunk the cancer, but it hadn't. The cancer had grown. In fact, there were two more masses growing inside of her. So they recommended a month of radiation. And after a month, we were certain that the cancer must have shrunk, but it didn't. It was still growing. What do you say to her? How do you keep her positive? So they recommended us to the City of Hope in Duarte, California. And we went in for an initial consultation. And it was very quick. And the oncologist and assistant sat there. And they said, we're going to try one more form of chemotherapy. And if it shrinks the cancer, even a fraction of an inch, we'll admit you to the City of Hope for a stem cell transplant. And if it doesn't, you won't be here the same time next year. He walked out, and I was at a loss for words. He said, you'll be okay. They also told her that she would probably never have kids. That didn't help her keep her spirits high either. Cancer did shrink, and they put her into the City of Hope, into a sterile room where she stayed for 30 days. I had to scrub down in order to go see her. She had no immune system. I had to wear a mask while I was talking to her for a month. And throughout my life, I'll tell you, there's key moments that have occurred, gold nuggets that I've been given, life-changing instances that allowed me to make an impact in the lives of others. And at the City of Hope, on Gina's bed, in that sterile room, another one of those moments occurred. I arrived that morning, and she was laying there with her back facing me. She was motionless, so I was hoping she was just sleeping. And as I often did, I stepped up and I touched her just to see if she would move. And she moved a little bit, so I sat on the edge of her bed. I just remember her being really tired, having so little energy. And with her back still facing me, I tried to think of what to say, to get her positive, to get her spirits high. And I remembered the goals we once set as newlyweds. And I pulled one to the forefront. And this is what I said to her. When you're feeling better, let's go look for a home. And she sat up. And I saw a spark in her eye. I saw something that I had not seen for a long time, almost a year. And she started to tell me about the home. She started to describe the colors of the walls, the type of carpet we would have, the number of rooms. She described every little detail the way she would design it. She was positive. Her spirits were high. And I quickly realized the power of goals, the power of motivating and inspiring people to not only fight through the tough times, but to stay focused on a greater life. But I also quickly understood there was a huge difference between setting a goal and accomplishing it. I was not about to let Gina know that I had no clue on how to accomplish that goal. I mean, after all, we were struggling financially. She was fighting for her life. We were not in a position to buy a home. But I used her desire for that goal, and I created a formula for accomplishing any goal, no matter what circumstances you face. And it would later become the concept of my first book, The Goal Formula. Well, Gina received a stem cell transplant at the City of Hope, and that cancer went into remission. She survived. But a few years later, she would be diagnosed again, this time with basal cell cancer. Again, we set more goals to stay positive, to keep our spirits high. On January 3rd, 2006, we received the amazing news. We thought we would never hear. Gina was pregnant. Against all the odds, she was on her own pathway to motherhood. 
This time, we lived in Agora Hills, California, when our daughter was born in August of that year. At this time, I had already re-entered the entertainment industry, and I had worked my way from entry-level scheduler. I was literally taking orders at the front counter to becoming the vice president of a media company in Santa Monica. By combining my leadership skills from the Marine Corps, my sales skills from the financial services industry, and my desire to help people achieve greater results, we created a leadership foundation, a sales system, and we developed a plan to grow that company, and we exceeded expectations. We grew by over 300%, and our clients were MTV, HBO, South Park, Paramount. But despite all of the successes, I had a burning desire in me to do something greater, to impact more lives. I remember sitting on the beach in Malibu with Gina, and we were discussing that desire. I told her I wanted to share our story. I wanted to share our journey. I wanted to share the steps of success. I just had no clue of how to do that. All I knew was that I needed to be on a new pathway. And in 2008, at a coffee shop near my home, I sat with a pen and I stared at a napkin in front of me. I had all these great desires, but I struggled at where to start my journey. And then as I peeled all the layers back, I realized that I wanted to help people to think differently. I wanted them to be able to accomplish their goals no matter what circumstances they faced, just like we did. I thought more about it. What did we do? How did we do it? We had made the decision to control two things. No matter how bad things got, we controlled our thoughts and our actions. We literally made the decision to think great. So in August of 2008, I wrote down two simple words on a napkin. Think great. Our company was formed. Of course, I still had no idea of exactly how we would help people, but I had the pathway lined out. You know, most of us are not striving to be world champions or even rich and famous, at least not initially. But we all want to make an impact in our lives and the lives of the people who mean the most to us. Right now, you may have challenges, you may have dark times, you may have difficult situations, but together we can stay on course. Together, we can take the first step on the pathway to success. Hey, did additional challenges come our way? Absolutely. In 2010, Gina was diagnosed with cancer for a third time. The radiation they gave her in 2000 to fight the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which did not fight it, gave her breast cancer. And after her mastectomy, We empowered ourselves again, and we set new goals. In 2011, she was diagnosed a fourth time, this time with pre-melanoma, and again, we set new goals. Are you starting to see a pattern of setting important goals during challenging times? Good. That's the purpose of this pathway to success. Now, fast forward to Sunday morning, March 13th of this year, 2016. We discovered the extent of the damage from Gina's treatments in the years prior. Chemo, the radiation. It stepped out to do a Starbucks run with our daughter, who was now almost 10 years old. Gina wasn't feeling 100%, so she stayed home to rest. And we came home, and Gina said she was cold. She asked for a blanket. I walked back to our room. I'd only been home for about 60 seconds, and I stepped up to her with the blanket. But I never had the opportunity to give it to her. I watched her eyes roll back in her head, and she gasped for air. I literally thought at first that she was just choking. So I jumped over the couch and held her head up. But she was undergoing cardiac arrest, and her heart had stopped. Her daughter literally screamed. She ran to get me the phone. I sent her downstairs as I called 911, and I started CPR, chest compressions. But I knew she wasn't breathing. 
she was no longer with us. After a few minutes, paramedics arrived and they took over, but there was no pulse. They broke out the defibrillator and jolted her body. And I remember it was like slow motion, watching the paramedic. His name was Bryce. And his fingers went up to her neck. And he said, we have no pulse. But they continued to work on her. And they hit her with the defibrillator again. And then I heard him say, we have a pulse. And they rushed her to the hospital. They told me she was gravely ill when I stepped into the room where she was. And the nurses wouldn't even make eye contact with me. I knew it was bad. They went and got a chair for me and asked me to sit down before the doctor came in, and I told him I'd prefer to stand. And what he told me scared me the most. What he said is that they timed everything out. From the time I made the call to the time the paramedics got the pulse back, she was gone for 15 minutes. But they tried to reassure me and say that I had started chest compressions that I literally pumped her heart for her, so there was a chance. We would need to talk to the neurologist to get the final results on any brain damage. Well, they put Jean in a medically induced coma, and they lowered her body temperature to help her organs have a chance at healing. And then after a day, they slowly warmed her up, and I stayed with her for nearly the entire week while she was in ICU. As she woke up and then began to talk, she started to make a recovery. And they moved her from ICU so they could implant an ICD in her chest, a defibrillator, right by her heart. And before leaving the hospital, you may have guessed what she said. She said, we need to set some more goals. And through all of the challenges, we stayed focused on our greater purpose. So I'm here today in this studio recording this episode. I accomplished the goal of creating a podcast to make an impact in the lives of other people through some challenging times. But I did it with the support of my Think Great team with Gina, with Sandy, and Layla. I did it with the support of my new Hubbard Broadcasting team, Ginny and Jeff and Phil and Derek. I did not do it alone. I have not been on this pathway by myself. It is and always is a team effort to accomplish goals and achieve greater results. You are a great thinker. And you will achieve success on your pathway, but you will not go at it alone. This podcast was literally created as a resource for you. Now with six personal and professional development books in my collection, I am going to share with you the most dynamic concepts on goal setting, sales performance, team building, leadership development, and business elevation that will enhance your journey and it'll enhance your pathway to success. I want to thank you for taking the first step with me today. Our next episode will be a powerful overview on leadership from my book, The Leadership Connection. I guarantee that your perception leading others will be enhanced. Embrace the day and think great. Right.